You're listening to the Coach T Podcast hosted by my dad. Welcome to another episode of the Coach T Podcast. Glad for the love and support that I've received from the wrestling community. I have another great person here that has known me for over 20 years. Yeah, we're getting old. You can see that. Uh, West Ottawa Panther legend and Spartan legend, Mr. Casey Nadalski. Casey, how are you doing today? All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being on. So a little history. The first time I met Casey was back in uh, the great year of 1999. I think Prince wrote a song on it. Uh, where um, I actually wrestled Casey's younger brother, Spencer, and beat him by one point, six to five in freestyle. I'm very excited about that. And then and then Spencer got really big, uh, ended up wrestling at 215 and heavy his last two years in high school and was a pretty good wrestler in his own right. Um, and then uh, at, in 2000, I made Team Michigan, and Casey was one of my primary coaches at the time. And living in Lansing, I got to watch him compete for Michigan State. And uh, he wrestled 149. It was a very accomplished wrestler for them. But I'm going to let him um, um, I'm going to let him kind of get into that as we uh, as we get into our conversation. And also, I've refereed with your dad, who's been who is a longtime coach and official. So I'm not going to take too much away from <laughs> from your story, Casey. I'm going to let you start. Tell me first, how did you get involved in wrestling? Well, you know, so yeah, you mentioned my dad. He was uh, the West Ottawa coach uh, going all the way back um, a little off and on, I guess, in the 70s when my mom and dad were here uh, teaching at West Ottawa. And then um, by the time I was really old enough to get into wrestling, he uh, was was the head coach uh, again, I guess, and um, really got the youth program started. Uh, and back in those days, around here anyways, what we had was freestyle through USA Wrestling. So uh, I remember in kindergarten, um, getting into it, going to practices, and having a, a really good first year at uh, 40 pounds. <laughs> Hard to imagine you weighing 40 pounds. I know. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had, a, we had a good run, and that's that's how that got started, and um, you know, I really got into, into working out too. uh, you know, lifting weights. We had a little universal machine at the West Otto high school that I'd started going, uh, using with my dad and, uh, that, uh, you know, helped me with all my other sports too. Uh, summer was my sailing, uh, season, um, and in, in little sailboats being fit is very helpful. So that helped me in that career. And then of course, being a relatively small guy playing football, uh, you know, lifting weights and wrestling uh, helped me in my my youth football career and all the, all the way through high school too. So that's really kind of how that all got started. Okay, so you were pretty pretty good going into to high school. What was like? What was the push for you when you got to high school? Like, what made you believe that you know what I could come in here? I think I could be a state champion as a freshman. Well, I'll tell you, you know. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll give a little bit of perspective, kind of thinking back in hindsight. Um, you know, we'd never had anybody who was all state from West Ottawa before. Um, when I was in eighth grade, Rob Renus, who was uh, an amazing football player, went on to be an All-American at Michigan and win a national championship with their football team. Um, he, he, my dad got him uh, into wrestling. And again, with a, with a strong lifting background and athleticism, he turned him into a really good 
wrestler. And when I was in eighth grade and Rob was a, a junior, he got second at the state meet. And that was like the first time. And so to be honest, seeing people place at state, that was sort of a daunting thing, even though I'd had a, an accomplished youth career to some degree. Um, it, it seemed pretty daunting. Uh, I guess it was just a little out of our experience. And so I didn't really know where I fit into that context. And the summer before my freshman year, I, I was an All-American. Uh, it wasn't Fargo. It was Missouri, actually, that year uh, in mm -hmm. Greco-Roman. So people sort of thought I had uh, certainly an opportunity to, to do well in high school. And I still didn't quite know. To me, those were the you know, the older guys, the guys I looked up to, I didn't quite understand the context. And so then um, after a little bit of uh, rough, uh, some rough matches against pretty good guys, you know, folk style was certainly new to me. I'd only really done freestyle and, and, and Greco other than middle school folk style, which barely counts, um, you know, started to come into my own and kind of, uh, you know, utilize my skills to, to translate that to folk style. And by the time the conference meet rolled around. Um, you know, I, I knew I was, you know, one, at least a contender um, based upon some of our local coaches really telling me such. In fact, uh, Coach Kreps from Granville, I remember, I, you know, I was, I, I always wrestled up in the dual meets. And when we wrestled them in districts, they had an all-stater, the senior at, at, at that next weight up. And he and I battled it out. I actually lost. But Coach Kreps said to me, hey, if you don't place in the top three, something's wrong. And I thought, whoa, that's that's interesting. And he had a lot of experience <laughs> with all state wrestlers. And then, uh, you know, and then I went through and had a nice dominating, relatively dominant um, uh, state title run districts, regionals and state that first year. Um, you know, and then and then, of course, had higher expectations for myself and, uh, you know, uh, had my own trials and tribulations throughout, but got you know second the next two years. And then uh, won my senior year in, in, in good fashion, uh, going on to Michigan State. And, and I'll tell you, a, a little bit, uh, unfortunately, in my own psychology, my own head, that same mm -hmm. feeling I had probably about high school, I certainly had for college. Whereas if I would have gone in maybe knowing a little bit more as to where I fit you know, really as a contender in the context of college wrestling, I think maybe I would have broken through whatever little barrier sort of kept me as being a perennial blood rounder at the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, obviously I had my, my highlights of beating national champs and plenty of all Americans, even a future Olympian, but, um, but never, never placed that high myself. Um, very frustratingly to me, but, um, you know, there's a lot of psychology to it. And, and I think that some of that played a role with that, but. Uh, yeah, no, it, uh, and I, I think about your, I mean, the two guys that you, you lost to in the finals, I mean, were both pretty decent wrestlers. Uh, if I remember correctly, um, Adam Rob Robeson's the one that comes to mind. Alchemist guy. I'm a Lansing area guy. I actually had to wrestle his uh, brother when I was a freshman and, and uh, Nate Robeson, who was, uh, they, they were both just very talented, talented wrestlers. And and Adam was just one of those Energizer Bunny type of guys. I mean, yes, I he was. I, ever, I don't think I ever got we, tired. We, we coined him the Energizer Bunny. Yeah, I, I, I was winning my junior year uh, finals match. And just a little fluky thing, you know, maybe a little controversial call suddenly, suddenly put us into overtime. And I had nothing left, and he just could <laughs> not stop. It was amazing, and Andy was a really good guy too, as is, was his dad. And we we talked about that, and I think the other week. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So you go to. So what made you choose Michigan State? Well, so my mom went to Michigan State. Uh, my dad actually wrestled, played football, and ran track for Hope College, a you know, small D3 school here in Holland, Michigan. Um, but I, I bled green and white growing up. Um, you know, probably maybe under my mom's influence, I was, I was a Spartan. I loved Michigan State. You know, I kind of lived and died by the, their success on the football field. And, <laughs> right. and I really just thought it would be, you know, every, everything I really always wanted would be to, you know, compete for Michigan State in some form. And while I went on recruiting trips everywhere else, and actually Michigan State was under a little bit of a, a constraint for scholarships due to some issues that happened, uh, you know, in, in the years prior. Um, right. I, I just once I was there, I was like, oh, this is this is where I belong no matter what. And um, and I loved Coach Minkle and Coach Dean and then ultimately, you know, got to know and love Coach Chandler, who's who's been able to take over and uh, as the head coach now and do great things. They're 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 really up and coming and that's going to be awesome. So I just bleed green and white. It's a good school. It's a good school. I, I, I wish I had the opportunity to go there. <laughs> you know? But I'm a Saginaw Valley guy through and through. Go Cardinals, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you come about choosing your major while at Michigan State? Well, so, you know, um, my mom had always suggested that I should be a doctor, partly because she was a second grade teacher and uh, was really embarrassed about my handwriting. And my dad was a human biology major, taught science in high school. And so that really probably supported my interest in in human biology, human health, and then, of course, the sports science uh, that became a priority uh, in, in my young adulthood, and how to translate that to really helping more people. I didn't really, you know, I wasn't really into orthopedics necessarily, but it didn't really matter because going on to medical school, you can, you can, really do whatever you want from there. Um, but, but the physiology was, is what interested me uh, most. And, and so I thought, well, being a doctor in some fashion is probably the best way I can use my experience and my interests and knowledge to, to help the most people. Great. So pre-med. So that, yeah. So pre-med kinesiology, uh, kind of a, a, a sports physiology sort of thing. Exercise physiology was my mm-hmm. pre my, my undergrad major. For Michigan State, where'd you go from there after so, you got your undergrad? Yeah, so after Michigan State, I actually stayed for a year to coach, uh, to help coach the the wrestling team because I still needed some classes, as it turned out. Um, and uh, so I was like the strength and nutrition coach while I while I finished up what uh, prerequisites I needed. And then it was, I you know, I, I got into Michigan State's med school and had always planned to stay there. But due to some, you know, some life changes, my brother thinking about transferring for, again, medical school purposes and um, wanting to maybe hang out with my, my grandpa, my mom's dad down in Florida, who was a Pearl Harbor survivor and retired captain from the Navy. I, I got this thing in the mail saying, hey, you should do, uh, you know, get get the military and Navy to, to pay for med school. And, and uh, I thought, well, that's an interesting thing. And he really encouraged me to do that. And yada, 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 it ended up uh, sort of pushing me to go to med school down in uh, Fort Lauderdale at Nova Southeastern. Yeah. Um, and and that, the, it's kind of complicated, but that's, of course, was more expensive than Michigan State. I kind of thought, well, I, I've been at Michigan State for six years, like Van Wilder now. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's move on, um, you know, go south, enjoy, the, in, enjoy some time in Florida with my grandpa, and then, and then do the Navy thing. So I went down there, had a good uh, medical school uh, run, 
And, um, and then, uh, and then I did my internal medicine residency with the Navy at Portsmouth Naval Medical Center. And uh, then I was staffed for two years doing that. And then I went up to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in Bethesda for my endocrinology diabetes metabolism fellowship right across from the NIH. Stayed there as faculty for two years before I was allowed to get out of the Navy and uh, then moved home. Here I am. Nice. It all comes kind of full circle. Yeah. yeah. So now you're coaching, uh, you're coaching at the youth level now. Um, at the at the part of the West Ottawa wrestling program, the Panther Elite. Um, mm-hmm. You have a son, I believe his yep. name is Trey. Yep, yep, because he's Carl III, so we named him Trey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in a in a nutshell, your dad coached you. Yep. Was there any advice that he gave you to coaching your own son? Uh, you know, that's interesting. I don't know that anybody's ever asked me that. I, I don't know that he necessarily gave me advice, but we all sort of knew that coaching your own kid is is tough. Um, you know, I know Trey likes me to coach him, um, but I think he does really well when other guys coach him in all sorts of realms of, of life, you know, from strength training to, to wrestling, to football, to anything else, um, even sailing. Um, but we certainly, I, I love watching them. I love helping them. Um, and, uh, I think we just have to know, uh, the balance, you know, how much, uh, does it work between a father and son and, and how much do we need other guys to, to help out? And so, um, you know, it's one of those things maybe where they say it takes a village, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I try to keep that in mind. I mean, I love coaching him. I, I, you know, I think he's going to be really good, um, and uh, he's, he's got a lot of athletic potential. I also am very cautious to not push him. I mean, I do, uh, certainly. And I, and I get worried that I do it too much because I just know how much potential he has and how, how awesome he is. Really worried about that. And youth wrestling these days, I think it's, I think it's a little much, to be honest. And I, and I want to encourage him to do all sorts of sports. You know, he's going to start football practice tonight and, um, you know, we get them to play tennis and track and, and anything else. I think it's all good for, for kids. You know, some of the other countries really focus on athleticism in the youth before they really get them into wrestling. And, um, you know, I don't want them to get burned out because I, I you know, yeah, I really think he's going to be good. So I got to, I got to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. So you're more of like, you push him, but you kind of know the balance between pushing him and like letting him be his own person. Basically. Right. I know it. I need to, we all need to make sure we practice that. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It is, you know, cause I do, I want them to, you know, do great stuff. And uh, so got it. Yeah. I, I always got to try to check myself for sure. Yeah. Well, I coach my two little girls in soccer and it's actually probably a blessing that I don't know much about soccer. Because yeah, yeah, really... that's, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Can't really yell at them too much, but right. uh, uh, it, it is different when you're coaching your own kid, especially if you're in a, um, like a team setting, because, for me, coaching the coaching the soccer teams per se, I don't want anybody to think that I'm harder on them than I am my own kid. I like to try to treat them all the same. The only difference is one of the kids comes back home with me every night. So it's like trying to turn off the going from coach to dad, like yep. having that 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 switch <laughs> or that dynamic. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Helpful. Yeah. Um what do you think it takes to get to that level that you were at, you know, as, as a as a four time finalist and two time state champion, and on the cusp of All American, uh, your four your four years in the varsity lineup, like what does it really take? 
for for an athlete to get to that? What are the tools that they need? Yeah, you know, that's a obviously a, a tough, complex question. And, and if we really knew the answers, then, uh, you know, then everyone would be there, right? There's always going to be a bell curve. Um, right. You know, there there's nothing we can do about genetics. Genetics certainly play a role. I think that that always plays a role. And then somehow developing the work ethic and desire. I mean, you know, one a person has to want that and wants and has to understand to work towards that. And everyone's going to be different there. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, and then beyond that, it, it really takes a great probably support structure, you know, family, friends, coaches uh, to, to support efforts. Um, and then the more nitty gritty, I think a good balance of all sorts of athletic training, strength training is, you know, that's my, I'm a shill for strength training for sure. I think that played a huge role in my success. Um, and, and also nutrition. Uh, and, and I don't think a lot of people have enough knowledge of that stuff, but I actually, I think it's getting better. I think, uh, some of the nutrition knowledge out there, especially in sports is, has improved over the past 20 to 50 years, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't see professional athletes smoking cigarettes or right. drinking at the bar <laughs> yeah. before a big game. Right. <laughs> um, and then from from that, because you've been surrounded by what I would say some pretty good coaches in, in mm-hmm. your in your athletic career. What are the things that coaches need to do to get the most out of their athletes from an individual standpoint to a team standpoint? Yeah, I you know, I think. um you know, acknowledging that people have different strengths and weaknesses and um, levels of desire and knowing that there's a, a, a pretty big spectrum, uh, what what we might call maybe in med, I don't know if this is too much of a medicine word, but inter-individual variability, you know, everyone's a little bit different. And, mm-hmm. you know, finding a way to sort of grasp the fundamentals and making sure your team is, is really solid at whatever you consider your nuanced fundamentals for your team. And I talked to, you know, Ryan Lancaster, our, you know, our guy about this. Um, But, uh, but then also, you know, taking in the individuals and, you know, maybe it requires more coaches uh, than often are available to help really personalize and, and individualize their program. Uh, And, and, and again, that correlates to what, you know, we do as physicians, we really want to personalize therapy. It's not just cookie cutter uh, basics across the, the field. It's not just a one size fits all. Finding a way to, to personalize uh, individuals. Easier said than done, though, I think. That's just my personal opinion. Right. Well, thank you, Casey. A lot of great stuff there. Uh, I've really appreciated your support over the years. And it's always nice that to see what you've been able to to put your knowledge to good use and helping those shoes, especially in the in the Holland, West Ottawa area, they're blessed to have you there as as a um, a icon. <laughs> so using a lot of words, but I mean you're you're a person that people can look up to, Thank not you. just from the athletic standpoint, but from the academic standpoint, um, that you can be a great student athlete and really blaze a trail for others. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. So you have a good day and uh, we'll be looking for you. All right. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks a lot for having me. Yep. No problem. Thank you for listening to the Coach T Podcast by my dad.